Welcome back. I uh, am a little nervous about today's episode, so we are just going to go ahead and take some deep breaths together because I think I probably need it more than you do right now, but we're going to do it together. So um, starting at the top of your head, we're going to do a full body scan all the way down to our toes, and we're going to take a couple deep breaths in and then hold and let them out. So I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about today's episode. Um, this time last year, I got on like Skype, I think it was, with Taylor to do an episode about pride. And during that episode, for the first time ever, I vocalized that I am bi. And I... Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things happened after that. I'm not, I don't regret coming out and saying it and vocalizing it. It was quite a freeing experience. However, I learned very quickly that, (laughs) that coming out on a podcast might not have been the best way to do that. Um, so to give you guys a little bit of insight, um, I, I can't say that I necessarily, planned on coming out. It was kind of something that I had just been thinking about, like really questioning and struggling with and talking to my therapist about. And I really hadn't talked to anybody else about it. And I just decided, you know, rip it like a bandaid. We're talking about it. Just do it. Just say it. Just do it. And whatever happens, happens. And I'm pretty lucky because for the most part, it was pretty well received by, you know, my friends and loved ones. But after, you know, coming out on the podcast to Taylor... I very quickly realized that I owe it to my friends and family to not let them hear that for the first time on a podcast episode. So in a matter of just a couple days before the episode was released, I had to, you know, tell my family and tell my boyfriend of five years that I was living with and tell my best friends. Um, And most of them were very supportive. And, you know, they had a couple questions Um, some of the people that were really close to me weren't surprised at all. They were like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I'm not surprised. That makes sense. Thank you for telling me. I love you, you know, regardless. Um, and that was amazing. That was really, really supportive and really nice to hear. Um, however, you can imagine that there were, you know, quite a couple people that were confused. Um, and I think one of the biggest concerning comments I got from people in my life was something along the lines of, well, you know, you're, you're dating a man and you guys have been together for a long time and you live together. And I I think you guys are pretty serious. Like you want to marry him, right? So why come out? Like, what's the point if you're going to, if you think you're going to marry this man anyway? And that kind of hurt. It kind of hurt a lot. Because it was like, 
you know, it wasn't that they weren't being supportive. It just was like, well, what, why even bother? Why even come out anyway? And it's like, hmm, all right. So it would be better for me to just continue hiding this part of myself because it makes more sense to you for me to just not say anything because I'm dating a a man. Um, And that was kind of a struggle for me to like overcome that mental hurdle. But I I mean, I, I get the confusion. I get the confusion. If people are like, hey, like, you know, you're dating this man that you really love. You, why even bother coming out? I, my answer to that is, you know, I, I just felt like there was this part of myself that I wasn't being fair to. And even though I identify as bi and I know I'm attracted to women, I'm also attracted to men. <laughs> and I, um, you know, love this man very much. And that'll never change regardless of the fact. But I also was attracted to women when we started dating. I just wasn't able to admit it to myself or others. So I think it was just more so that I was finally at a point where I felt secure enough in my life, in my relationships and with myself to be able to be honest um, and be truthful and be upfront and really just be my whole self. Um, So again, understandable why people had some questions And I was able to kind of handle that early on. But then um, when the episode came out, obviously there were a lot of people very quickly that found out because I, you know, it was so public. Um, And what really hurt me, I think, the most in that whole process was I think I've made it, you know, pretty clear on my social media and on this podcast that I'm an open book. There are very few things I won't talk about. Um... And if there are things that, you know, get brought up that people ask me that I'm not comfortable talking about, I'll let you know. And I'm not going to be mean about it and be like, oh, how dare you ask that? I'll just be like, hey, that's not something I'm ready to talk about or, you know, need to talk about with you. And I'm totally comfortable saying that. Um, But I think what hurt the most is that there were several people that I thought were, you know, good friends of mine that instead of taking the opportunity to ask me the questions they had, they were going to people like my boyfriend um, and, you know, my close friends and raising concerns about my sexuality and um, questioning a lot of things and directing these questions to people that don't have the answers. Um, And I didn't realize that for a long time until my significant other came to me weeks after the episode came out and essentially, you know, mentioned that they were feeling burdened with these conversations and these questions that they didn't know how to answer. And that was really upsetting to me. And I just want to reiterate on this show, and I'm going to reiterate it on my social media, I'm sure at some point as well, If you have questions about anything I say on this show or anything I post on social media or anything regarding me, my decisions, my life, please direct those questions to me. Don't go to my partner or best friends or parents and ask personal questions about my life. If you have questions about me, my decisions, my life, come to me. Ask me. I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone about those things. And again, if you ask a question that I'm not ready to answer, I'll let you know. And then you don't need to know the answer to that question then. Um, But that that was really, really upsetting to me. And when that conversation happened, I could see how much 
you know, this other person was like hurting and struggling with this because not only was it something they were still trying to come to terms with, but they were being asked questions that they just didn't know the answer to. And it was an uncomfortable position for them to be in. And I felt really terribly that, you know, I played a part in them being put in that position. That's not fair to them. It's not fair to me. Um, And it made me feel really like frustrated and upset and a little violated, honestly. Um, Like I felt like people that I thought were friends of mine that would be understanding, um, even if they had questions, um, I felt like they were like almost like judging me. And there were several comments thrown around about, you know, it being for attention and she's just doing this for the show. I can a thousand percent promise you that was not for the podcast. I may have came, like I may have said it on a podcast, but I didn't do that for views or listens or whatever have you. Like that was difficult for me. That was really difficult for me. Um, so after the fact to have people that I considered to be good friends of mine essentially pass jug- judgment and feel the need to talk about other people but me about it. And, you know, question the validity behind what I was saying. Like, that was really frustrating and really upsetting and really hurtful. Um, So with all of that being said, because all of that happened, um, I it sent me into a little bit of a, I don't want to say a spiral, but um, I I had this moment of just feeling so violated um, and uncomfortable And like the people that I thought I could trust, I I felt like I couldn't really trust them at the time. So I, in a moment of, you know, panic a little bit, I went back and deleted the episode and deleted all of the posts and removed about 4,000 followers off of my Instagram uh, because I just, I didn't know who I could trust and I felt really just uncomfortable. Um, So... I've I've had people ask me, you know, what happened? Where is that episode? Like, I can't find it anymore. It's not on Spotify. So that that episode has been removed entirely. And I am not, like, looking back, I'm not happy that I did that. But I understand why I did at the time because I, I was struggling and the people I loved were struggling. Like, there was, there was a lot going on. Um, and I more so than anything, didn't want the people I loved and cared about so much to have to take on that burden for me. That wasn't, that wasn't ever part of my plan. That's not their job. Um, and that really broke my heart that, you know, that conversation had to happen and that I don't even need to keep talking about it. You can, I'm sure hear how upset I still am about the whole thing. Um, and what I will say is what I've learned, um, in this whole process and in the past year is that there are people in your life that won't understand and that won't try to understand. Um, And I learned that very quickly because if they genuinely wanted to know, they would have asked me. They would have come from a place of like wanting to learn, wanting to be educated, wanting to like actually have a conversation about it, not just talk about me. Um, And it really made me take a step back and like look at my life and look at the people I choose to share my life with and share my time with and my energy with and decide whether or not I felt like it was worth it for me. Um, So in the past year, I've, I've like really started to consider like who I'm giving my energy to and who I'm allowing to be in my life 
Um, and if they're truly supportive people or if they're just there out of convenience. Um, and there were quite a few people that I was like, wow, are we actually friends? Because I don't think we're actually friends. Because if we were actually friends, you would have talked to me, not somebody else about this. Um, not really hurt. It really hurt. And I'm not saying that I've completely written these people off. I still have a lot of love for some of these people that I went through this situation with. I really do. Um, but it was really hard and it was really upsetting. And um, I know I'm not the only one. I would say out of all of the coming out stories I've heard, I'm pretty lucky with what I dealt with. It was not even a sliver of what so many other people deal with when they come out. Um, you know, I wasn't disowned by my family. I wasn't thrown out on the street. I didn't lose my job. Like I am very grateful for the support I had from the people that did love me. And I'm grateful that that whole experience helped me to better identify the people in my life that deserve to be here. Um, so anyway, I wanted to get that out of the way because I know that there were a couple people that follow the show and listen to the show pretty regularly that were like, hey, what happened with this? Where did it go? Like I went to go tell somebody to listen to it and it's not there anymore and I can't find it. That's why <laughs> I had a little bit of a breakdown and I deleted everything um, and it's no longer there. But here is the new episode. This, you know, this will explain a little bit more from my perspective and the things I've learned. And I, I'm hoping this will be a, a better episode and maybe answer some more of the questions that people had last year. Um, so on my personal Instagram story, I posted a couple um, stories about pride and asked a couple questions of my followers. And I got some really interesting feedback that I want to share with you all today. Um, but first, I know that in the last couple years, um, the LGBTQ community has expanded quite a bit, which I think is amazing. I think it is so beautiful. Um, and as that community expands, um, I'm sure you guys are starting to notice that there are letters being added to the end of that acronym. Um, so you may have noticed recently on my stories, I've been saying LGBTQIA plus community. And I think we just, you know, slapped that plus sign on at the end because we know it's going to continue to grow and we don't need to have like a 37 letter acronym. That's just, that's just too much. Uh, but I wanted to take some time because I know, you know, myself included, there's a little confusion about what all of those letters mean. Um, so I wanted to take a minute and kind of go over what that acronym means, what all the letters mean, um, and just kind of get that out there. And then I'll discuss some of the newer terms that are being um, included with that plus sign at the end. So, you know, we'll start with the normal stuff like lesbian, gay. I think we have a pretty good idea of what those two, like the L and the G mean. Um, but in case you aren't aware, lesbian is a term for women that are sexually and romantically oriented towards other women. I think we all are familiar with that one. Um, gay is any person attracted to the same gender, um, so you can be a girl and be gay. You can be a guy and be gay. It just means that you're attracted to the same gender as you. Um, and then we have B, which is my favorite, um, stands for bisexual, which is just someone who is sexually and romantically attracted to both men and women. Beautiful. I think we're all pretty familiar with those. Um, and then we have the letter T, which can actually have several different meanings, um, that often refer to gender identity. So the first one is trans, which is an inclusive term for anyone whose gender does not match their sex assigned at birth. 
Um, then there's transsexual, which can mean someone who is transitioning from one sex to another using surgical or medical treatment. Um, this one isn't as commonly used anymore, but you might hear it every so often. And then there's transgender, which is similar to trans, just someone who identifies as a different gender than what is on their birth certificate. So very similar to trans. Um, and then the Q stands for either questioning or queer. So questioning is a term used when someone is exploring their sexual, their sexuality, gender identity, or gender expression. Um, and I love that Q can also stand for questioning because I think there is such a huge group of people all across the world that don't necessarily feel comfortable saying, you know, I'm bi or I'm lesbian or I'm gay, but somewhere kind of in that like gray area of like, I understand sexuality is fluid and I'm kind of attracted to like men and women, but I also like, you're kind of somewhere in the middle figuring it out. And that's a beautiful place to be. I was there for a very long time. Um, so it's okay to be questioning. And I love that Q is inclusive of those people as well that aren't necessarily a hundred percent straight. They're just figuring it out. Um, and then Q can also mean queer, which is an inclusive term or, or unique celebration of you know, someone who doesn't mold to societal norms, which again is so beautiful. And then I, this is one of the newer ones, stands for intersex, um, which refers to individuals who don't fit gender norms or someone whose reproductive anatomy isn't biologically typical. So that could mean someone that was born with both reproductive, you know, systems or reproductive parts of a male and female. Um, so at birth, you know, it's kind of up to them to decide how they want to identify because they have both reproductive parts. Um, and that can be, you know, a little confusing. And then we have A, which is asexual. And these are individuals who don't necessarily feel a sexual attraction to either sex um, and also might not feel any romantic attraction in the typical way that, you know, we would experience romantic attractions. Um, so that's the LGBTQIA part. And then we have the beautiful plus sign at the end of that, um, which was added to include pansexual, agender, demisexual, gender fluid, gray sexual, non-binary, omnisexual, polyamorous, sapiosexual, and um, the list goes on. But one I found that I thought was really interesting is some, it's a group referred to as two-spirit, which is actually um, a Native American, I guess, coined term for third gender, um, which I just found kind of beautiful and like really interesting. So that's like more commonly used, I guess, with Native American culture. Um, and then allies also fall under that plus sign. Um, and I know now from my stories that surprisingly enough, many of my followers and people that interacted with my story were like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in that LGBTQIA group, um, but I am an ally. Um, I was also surprised at how many people responded and said that they weren't an ally. And that was a little upsetting for me. I, there were several people that like, I was good friends with in high school or like early college that were like, nope, not me, not an ally. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sad and upsetting. Because um, essentially me seeing that, it makes me feel like you don't support me and like you don't really like fuck with me anymore because I'm bi. I don't know. So I'm trying not to take it personally, but there were a couple on there that I was like, damn, that kind of sucks. Um, so for those of you that may have heard the term ally but aren't 100% positive what it necessarily means, um, 
An ally is basically just someone who has privilege but chooses to stand for and with marginalized groups or communities by taking tangible and ongoing actions to dismantle systems of oppression. Like, damn, that's badass. How do you hear that and like not want to be an ally? You know? Um, so there are plenty of things that you can do as an ally if you have friends in the community, or maybe you don't, maybe you're just like, fuck yeah, do you boo. I want to support you. Like, that's amazing. I think everyone should be an ally. Like, I really, I really feel like it's not asking too much, but you know, to each their own. Um, so I did find a couple resources that help to better explain things you can do to be a good ally. Um, And I am going to kind of take some time and I'll share these on the Instagram and make sure that you guys have all the resources, but I'm going to kind of read through one of them now. So these are 10 things allies can do. So the first one is listen, listen to what marginalized people are saying face to face or on social media. Um, It's not about you. It's not about your feelings or opinions. It's about theirs. So again, just listen, just be an open ear, have an open mind. Um, And just as a reminder, someone's sexual orientation doesn't affect you, so you don't get an opinion. Okay. Um, Number two, get educated. Uh, Seek out books, articles, films, etc. about the history and current issues facing marginalized communities. Attend formal um, anti-oppression trainings, stuff like that. And again, this doesn't necessarily just apply to LGBTQ communities. This could be Black communities, Native American communities. It's just historically marginalized groups. These are ways you can support them. Um, three is to get involved, join local groups working for social justice, subscribe, subscribe to their email list, follow them on social media, show support, all that fun stuff. Um, four is show up. When someone from a marginalized community invites you to go to an event, go be there to listen, learn, and show them that you support them. Five is speak up. When a friend, family member, coworker, or stranger says something about hateful or ignorant, when it says something hateful or ignorant, call them out on it. Silence allows oppression to continue. So this one is super important. Um, I've noticed a lot recently in the past year since I came out how many people in my life continue to use just incredibly inappropriate slurs. Um, and it's, it's just, it's not acceptable. It just isn't. Um, and there may have been a version of Shay, you know, five or 10 years ago that wouldn't have said anything and wouldn't have felt any type of way about, you know, inappropriate words being used or, you know, inappropriate jokes being made. And I'm just not that person anymore. Um, and honestly, I don't want those people in my life anyway. And I've even like, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's family members that you have to be like, Hey, don't love that you just said that. Maybe let's find another way to say what you're trying to say that doesn't sound like that. Um, and they're not easy conversations to have. And you just have to be ready to do that. Um, but that's really important. Like, it's no longer appropriate to be... I just, like, I'm not even going to give the examples because I don't even think they need to be said. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, six, intervene. When someone's being targeted physically or verbally intervene only with their permission, focus on supporting them rather than engaging the aggressor. That's also super important. So one, don't become like a, don't become one of those people that has like a savior complex. Not everybody needs to be saved, but if you see something happening, be like, yo, 
do you need help here? (laughs) Can I step in and like assist you in getting out of this situation? Um, And again, don't engage with the aggressor because that's just going to add fuel to the fire. Simply see what you can do to, you know, alleviate the situation and get the, I don't want to say victim, but you know what I mean? The person being attacked, get them out of that situation. Um, Seven is welcome discomfort. When you encounter something that makes you uncomfortable, don't dismiss it, sit with it, ask yourself why and welcome it as an opportunity to grow. Um, And this kind of goes back to what I mentioned just a minute or so ago about having those uncomfortable conversations with family members um, or friends or loved ones or, you know, whatever. Sometimes those are going to be really uncomfortable conversations. And sometimes they are not going to like wanting, they're not going to want to hear what you have to say. Um, And it's important to, you know, not be combative in those conversations. You don't necessarily want to make them feel like shit, but just be like, hey, this is a learning opportunity. I don't like that you just said that. Let's see if we can work together to find a better way to express what you're trying to say in less of a negative manner. Um, Eight, learn from your mistakes. You will make mistakes when someone calls you out. Don't get defensive. Listen, apologize, and change your behavior going forward. Um, I think this is huge, especially right now with cancel culture. I know there are positives and negatives to cancel culture. Do I think it's appropriate to call everybody out about every single thing that they've ever said in their entire life and go back on Twitter 15 years ago? Like, no, that's insane. I think that's too much. However, I think it's better for us to just hold people accountable. Like, yeah, you may have said some dumb things, you know, 10, 15 years ago on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever. I know I am a completely different person than who I was even five years ago. And I hope that the people I love know that about me. Um, And I have absolutely made mistakes and absolutely said stupid shit in the past because I didn't know any better. Not that that's an excuse, but instead of just straight up canceling people, I think it's better that we just hold everybody accountable and say, hey, you fucked up. You made a mistake. Let's not do that again. And give them the opportunity to be better and apply the new knowledge that they have. And then, you know, if they fuck up again, be like, hey, we talked about this. You know better. Let's not let this happen a third time. And then if it becomes a repeatable habit, that's another issue. But I think we just need to be better about giving people grace, allowing them to learn, allowing them to become better, be better, and just hold them accountable. Like, that's really all. Um, And then nine is stay engaged. Even when the work gets difficult, stay engaged. Oppression is constant and marginalized people do not often have the privilege of turning off. Um, So... Just because, you know, Pride Month ends at the end of June doesn't mean that all of these issues, you know, go away. Um, Things don't just stop at the end of June. Gay people, bisexual people, transgender people, pansexual people, like they don't just like stop being (laughs) who they are at the end of June. They don't stop needing your support at the end of June. Life continues for them um, even after it's no longer on the news and no longer being celebrated by every major corporation. Like, that stuff needs to continue, not just when it's popular and fun. Um, And then 10 is donate. Um, Commit to financially support a local organization doing school justice work in your community, not just once, but on an ongoing basis. Um, And I know that it's a lot to ask people, especially in their early 20s, who are trying to save for a home or, you know, just barely paying bills to commit financially to things. Um, if you have the privilege to do that, please do. Um, I know, you know, I was, 
I have the privilege of being raised in a pretty wealthy white family. And I know that my dad donates quite a bit of money every year to several different charitable organizations. So if you have the ability, the ability to do that, please do. But if you don't, there are several other things you can be doing. Donate your time, um, is one thing. Um, time is just as valuable as money. So go, go, Donate your time somewhere. Volunteer somewhere. There are plenty of organizations that would love your time and energy. Um, And I will be posting a couple organizations and ways you can get involved um, throughout the month of June to give you a better idea of where you can be putting your time and how you can be supporting these communities. Um, So the last thing I'll say that's on the bottom of this page is seeking to be an ally is an ongoing journey. And this list simply simply represents a starting point. Um, Please refer to the below resources. And again, I'm going to post this on Instagram. So you'll see all of the resources they're referring to. Um, But just continue to seek out and practice ways that you can be an ally. So there's that. I think that's super, super important. Um, And then one of the things I want to note is a couple of like the resources and ways to celebrate Pride Month. Um, There were several different people on my Instagram stories that were like, I want to celebrate, but I don't really know how. And I was even one of those people. I was talking to my girl Mai, um, who was on a very early episode of last season. And I was like, hey, I want to celebrate Pride, but I don't really know how. Like, is that a stupid question? She was like, not at all. Um, And I appreciate her being like so understanding. I was like, no, it happens. Like, here's what I'm doing. Here's what you can do in your area. And I love that she was like so open and supportive. Um, so I want to real quickly read some of the responses I got to my story. Cause I think some of them are pretty interesting and it was nice to just like interact with my followers on a topic about this. Um, so I'm going to start with the first question that I had on my story, which was, um, what does pride mean to you? And these are some of the responses I got. Um, showing love for all humans and accepting them for who they are. It's beautiful. Um, and like, honestly, that's like kind of bare minimum, like in the, but in the best way, like, I love that this person said that, but like, that is what everybody should be doing anyway. Like if you're not already doing that, then like do, do better. Um, and then someone said, being thankful for those that paved the way um, for us and honoring it by being our truest selves. And I think that's also really beautiful. Um, there are so many people that came before us that went through so much more than what even half of us could imagine experiencing today. Um, so taking the time to remember them, honor them, and then you know continue on in their legacy just by like being 100% authentically and unapologetically yourself, whatever that looks like to you. Um, and then someone also said inclusivity, awareness, starting the conversation, holding space. I love that. Um, inclusion and comfortability for um, LGBTQ plus community. Love that. Um, being happy to be yourself. Beautiful. Um, supported loved ones, listening, learning how to be an advocate. That's amazing. Um, someone said courage. I also totally agree with that. There's a lot of courage that comes along with like being openly prideful about being a part of this community or just about who you are in general. Um, Someone said to me, it means progress and acceptance and trailblazing. Totally agree. Um, (laughs) My best friend, my girly, Annie Kay said, everybody fucking matters. Love is love. It's that simple. Yes, bitch. She said no lies. Um, Someone said freedom to be yourself. Uh, And someone else said, not having to be ashamed of and or hide who I am. 
Um, and I think that's really important. There are still so many people all over the world that don't feel comfortable and feel supported enough to be openly who they are. And that, that's, really, that's really a shame. And I think we all need to do better about making this world a more inclusive place and making everybody feel comfortable. Um, I posted something on Instagram the other day, actually right before I started having these conversations, essentially saying like pride is important because there are still people that feel they would be better off dead than simply being who they are. And that's, that is heart, like I have chills just thinking, like that's heartbreaking to me. Um, and it's our job to make sure that those people don't go unnoticed and that they feel loved and supported regardless. Um, and then the next question I posted on my story was, how are you celebrating pride this year? Which I was really interested to see some of the responses for this. And some of my favorite responses were being a safe space and confidant for anyone who needs me. Love that. That's how you be an ally. Um, another response was loving hard, loving loud and proud and embracing everyone and going to pride. He, he, he. And then they put a little rainbow. So like that one was cute. Um, attending pride, donating to local LGBTQIA plus agencies and communities, using my privilege to advocate. Yes, I love that. That's a beautiful answer. Um, someone said that they're going to the DC pride festival. Someone else said showing in all caps, showing I'm an ally, not just saying it calling ignorant people out. Fucking yes. Claps for this person because that's beautiful. It's, it's really not enough to just be like, I am an ally. Like, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you are. But like, what are you doing though? And like, it's again, it doesn't have to be something crazy. I'm not asking you to go donate an arm and a leg, but like, do something, do something, go to pride, um, donate your time somewhere talk to somebody in your life. Like if you have people in your life, bare minimum thing. If you have someone in your life that is a part of that community, reach out and just be like, hey, happy pride. I love you. That shit means so much more than I think you guys realize. Um, So far this month, I have had one person reach out to me and be like, hey, happy pride month. I love you. And it literally brought tears to my eyes just because like I feel seen and I feel heard and I feel loved and I feel supported. And like, that's all anybody wants in general. Um, So that's huge. Uh, Another person said, you know, being an ally. Uh, Someone said, educating myself and other people on my social media, also going to parades. So fun. We love the fun parts of Pride. Um, Supporting those in the community and creating a safe place for them. Love that. Um, Someone said, I've never been to a drag show. That seems like a really fun way to celebrate. Hell yeah, it is. Go to a drag brunch. They're all over the place and they're so fun. Um, so those are some of the fun responses I got off of Instagram. Um, but before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to offer a couple other ideas and suggestions of ways that you can celebrate pride month. Um, so some people mention this, but like attend a pride parade or event. They are all over the place. Um, I have a link. Uh, it's actually www.gaypridecalendar.com backslash world. And it has the schedule of everything pride all over the place that you could ever want. So if you're not local to DC and you're like, yeah, I would love to go to the DC pride events, but I literally don't live there. So that's not an option for me. Um, This link has stuff all over the place, whether you're in Singapore or Toronto, there is something going on. um, And this link will help you figure out where it is and how to get involved. So I will make sure to post that on Instagram. Um, Number two is be an ally, you know, refer back to 15 minutes ago when we were talking about what it means to be an ally. Um, the third thing is, you know, organize a t-shirt design contest. Um, there are a lot of, you know, more inclusive workplaces that I'm loving that kind of say they're, they're allies and support, 
you know, the LGBTQIA plus community, but aren't necessarily doing anything. Um, so you can encourage your employer to get involved by holding a t-shirt design contest. The winner of the contest will get to have their design printed on t-shirts and handed out to employees throughout the month. Um, and it can be used as a fundraiser and you can then donate the funds to a charitable organization of your choice. So that's like a fun way to get everybody involved. Um, Another, you know, opportunity to volunteer or donate, give back to the community through volunteering um, for initiatives such as supporting a local LGBT plus youth community or center. Um, So lots of lots of things you can be doing. Um, Become an advocate. If your company doesn't already have a pride employee network, uh, start one. Um, So, again, lots of things we can be doing, not just in our personal lives, but at work. Encourage your employers to do something. Um, Six is educate yourself, um, know why we celebrate pride. Um, And actually, in case you didn't know, um, we celebrate pride in June because of the movement um, that kind of followed the Stonewall riots in 1969 in New York. So that's why June is Pride Month, in case you all weren't aware. But do your research. Um, If you don't know what the Stonewall riots are, uh, go look it up. We have these beautiful things called phones that are really more like computers that are usually in the palm of our hand and they have lay Google on them. Um, So get on the Google machine and do some research and figure out why this month is so important. Um, And then another option is, you know, just consider your company's LGBTQ inclusivity in general. Again, there are so many things you can be doing that aren't just in your personal life. Talk about it at work. Bring it up to your boss. Be like, hey, just wondering, what do y'all do? Like, how are you supporting these groups of people? Especially if you work at a larger corporation. If you work at a larger company that has thousands of people, I guarantee you a good 10 to 20% of them fall somewhere under this LGBTQIA plus community. They need to be heard. They need to be supported. Um, there is also an organization uh, called the Thomson Reuters Foundation. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Reuters, but it's Thompson T-H-O-M-S-O-N, and then R-E-U-T-E-R-S, and it's the Thomson Reuters Foundation, Um, and they have some really amazing uh, articles and impartial news about the LGBTQ community, um, as well as several other marginalized communities. So they're they're doing the hard work of making sure that they're saving space and making space and telling the stories that aren't being told, and they're doing it in, in an unfiltered way. They're not making it a kitschy news article with like a flashy headline to get your attention and like spicing it up just for the readers. Like they're giving you the information you need. Um, and I have been looking at their, their website and they are really phenomenal. I actually was not familiar with them until I started doing more research. Um, and I want to, I want to read this message really quickly. So this is a message from their CEO. Um, And it says the foundation uniquely uses the combined power of journalism and the law to build global awareness of some of the most critical issues currently faced by humanity. We work with many different stakeholders from civil society leaders to purpose to purpose driven professionals to inspire collective leadership and to find scalable solutions that help shape a more prosperous world where no one is left behind. I would like to invite you to read our organizational overview, blah, 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 whatever. So this is on their website. Um, again, it's a really good resource. They have lots of good information on here about how you can get involved, things you can be doing. Um, so I will also make sure to post this at some point, you know, if not this week, just during the month of June then make sure that you guys have all of the resources you could ever want or need. And again, if you guys have questions, come to me. 
ask me, let me know. I'm here to talk. I feel like I've made that pretty clear, but just in case there are people that are still confused, I'm here. I really am. I don't just say that. I'm not just like, you know, shooting the shit. I really do mean that. If you, if you have questions about anything I've said, if you have questions about me, if you have just questions in general that you would like me to help you answer, I don't always have the answers, but I will do my best to find them for you. I am not afraid to spend hours doing research just to find you the information you're looking for. I'm happy to do that. Um, and if you do happen to ask a question that I don't want to answer, I'll let you know in the most polite way possible. Um, okay, that was a lot. I've talked for 40 minutes. I'm tired. I need to go finish my iced coffee before it turns into water. I love you all. Happy Pride, and we'll see you next week.